Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. Because in a time of recession, there's tons of research on this. Companies want to have the brightest people and the best people working inside of their companies. So what that means for the individual is that you need to know exactly how you perform at full capacity and what skills you use and be able to communicate that. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Welcome back to the show. So good to have you here. Now, I hope the title of this episode didn't already send you into a panic mode. I know that right now there is so much talk about a recession and maybe a recession. Are we in a recession? Who knows? And you've probably seen a few notices from companies that they're laying off people, sometimes in a big way. I mean, it's like we all just survived a global pandemic and now we got to live through a maybe recession and be worried about our jobs. That just doesn't seem fair. But here we are nonetheless. So what can you do? Well, Jacqueline Twilley, founder of Zero Gap and Amazon bestselling author of Navigating the Career Jungle and Don't Leave Money on the Table, is here to hold your hand and give you a solid action plan for how you recession-proof your job. Jacqueline's tips are relevant no matter what's going on in the economy. However, if we're going to talk recession, she thinks you need a few extra tricks up your sleeve. Jacqueline shares why now is the best time to negotiate 
how to make yourself stand out in your career, why her latte method will have you earning more money than you ever thought was possible, and so much more. First, I think we all just need to take a collective deep breath. It's going to be okay. All right, let's start talking. Jacqueline, I am so, so thrilled to have you back on the podcast. You're one of our favorite guests, definitely our expert on all things career and negotiation. So thanks for being here. It's always a pleasure to be on one of my favorite podcasts. So thank you for having me. We got a lot to talk about, and I'm hoping that through our conversation, uh, anyone listening will maybe just feel a little bit more at ease or have some more tips and strategies about their career and what to do right now. But as I was thinking about this conversation that we were going to have, you know, there's a lot, right? We have a global pandemic. We've got a war in Ukraine. Uh, oil prices are higher. Everybody knows that if they're they're going to the gas pump. Maybe a recession. Who knows? Uh, there's just so much out there right now to make you really nervous about your money. And you and I both know that your career, whether you work for yourself or you work for a company, that paycheck, that ability to earn that money, that's your number one asset, right? Yes. But I think this recession, I mean, it just, it whether it's going to happen or not, who knows, right? It's a, it's a dice roll right now, but it has us all a little bit nervous. And you have boots on the ground every day, helping people negotiate their salary, helping them with career advice. So I'd love to hear from you just... What are you hearing? Like, what is making people nervous right now with their careers? The main thing that's making people nervous is the uncertainty. And we can all relate when we're not quite sure what's coming next. There is um, a tinge of anxiety. So it's just the factor of not knowing what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. And I think people also put too much weight on headline stories like this company laid off X amount of people. And even if that's not your industry, it tends to have this ripple effect of like inducing anxiety, like, oh my God, that company that's not even closely related to my industry laid off 500 people. I'm doomed. So those type of things I'm starting to hear a little bit more of. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up because I know being a money expert that a lot of times when we have these economic changes and even a pending recession, there are a lot of companies that kind of use this as a time to, ex- excuse the the expression, but kind of trim the fat, right? To uh, reorg thing in their in their business. And, you know, there'll be a lot of these announcements of people laying off and it, it does, it induces this kind of fear and panic. And even if, like you said, even if it isn't related to your specific industry or even to the the corporate job you're working, it just, I don't know, it, it gets some sort of anxiety kind of bubbling up in you. And I thought it, before this interview, I thought this would be fun to do. So I, I Google searched, uh, should you be worried about your career during a recession? And I found there were 61 million hits. So wow. This is a topic that people are are definitely, you know, starting to think about. So if somebody listening, if they are nervous, if they are seeing these announcements and uh, maybe they're, you know, watching the news or listening to other podcasts about what's going on right now, if they're nervous about getting laid off, like, is there anything they can do? Is there any way like we can be proactive? So great question. And for anyone who is concerned at any level One, what you feel is valid. So I just want to acknowledge that. And then directly to answer your question of what can people do, you can do a couple of things. When I'm thinking about career strategy, especially in tumultuous times, it goes back to self-awareness. What are you doing in your current role to perform at full capacity so that you're adding value at your organization? And along with that self-awareness, where are your strongest skill sets? So are you highlighting those on your resume and your LinkedIn profile and even internally at your organization so that if there is something where there is a shift in the workforce that you're able to say, these are the things that I can do really well, because in a time of recession, there's tons of research on this. Companies want to have the brightest people and the best people working 
inside of their companies. So what that means for the individual is that you need to know exactly how you perform at full capacity and what skills you use and be able to communicate that. Wow. Okay. I like that. You need to be one of the the best and brightest for the company. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm thinking too that so many of us are working at home. How do we communicate our value if like we aren't in front of you know, our boss or even our coworkers every day? Is there are any advice that you're giving people on like how to kind of stay in the loop? Well, there's some type of communication with the team, even for those people who are hybrid and remote. So when you're communicating to the team, how are you presenting the work that you deliver? Are you just sending a quick email over with an attachment? Or are you saying something in an email or Slack like, this project was really exciting. I was able to do my best work doing X, Y, Z, take a look. You know, there's various forms of communication, but how you speak of yourself and how you speak of the work that you do, whether it's via a video chat or a written message matters greatly in how others see your work. So you got to be like your own hype person, right? Yeah, you will always be your own best advocate. And also, if you don't think you're doing your best work, then it's time to have a reality check with yourself and say, all right, let me see what I can do to step it up so that I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm actually speaking the truth. Right. And I mean, I don't work in the corporate world. I, I did for a very small period of time, like a year and a half. And I always tell people, this may sound bad, but I always tell people that I'm allergic to fluorescent lights and people laugh. I'm like, no, I just, I'm just somebody who is not made for the corporate world. But I know that there are a lot of people out there that love yep. corporate jobs. I mean, there are so many different parks. We could talk about so many different money parks that you get. Um, but I've also heard from a lot of my friends who in the corporate world, especially the last couple of years, that even working from home, and now with everything going on in the economy, like they're just burnt out and, and they don't know what to do. They don't know whether to leave their job or just kind of stick it out. Like, are you seeing people that are sort of in that same space that are just feeling like really burnt out right now? I see a little bit of everything and I've definitely seen people who are burnt out. And a few moments ago, I said, you have to be your own best advocate when it comes to your workload and being tired. And for those who are remote and are quote unquote always on, there's no true separation between their work and their home life. You have to express to the people that you work with what your work boundaries are and then actually hold firm to those. And so what I've seen with some of the people that I've worked with is that they felt like going from an in-person corporate work environment, which they love, to a remote work environment, which they love aspects of, is that they feel like they have to constantly prove themselves. And for them, that means they are overworking to show like, oh, I'm working hard and I'm doing this, which is leading to burnout. So what I have encouraged those people to do is really think about how do you communicate the value that you add without working 80 hours a week because that's not sustainable. And if we're quite honest, you're not doing your best work when you hit our 60, 65, 70, 80, right? It's just not even great work. So why are you doing it? So going back to the point of how do you communicate the value that you add? And, and sometimes that's some deep self-work of thinking, why do I have to burn myself out to show I'm adding value? So look, different layers in there, Shana. I know I kind of went deep on that one. <laughs> no, I like it. I like going deep. Uh, you mentioned um, a few minutes ago LinkedIn, and uh, my ears kind of perked up because it's funny. There's so many conversations I have with people about LinkedIn being a great resource no matter where you are in your career, but specifically when you're out trying to get a new job. But I, I want to hear from you. Like, is LinkedIn still a thing? Like, should we really be uh, active on there? Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. I once heard someone say the best time to look for a job is when you don't need the job. 
And I didn't quite understand that until years later when I realized you have so much anxiety and stress placed on yourself when you're looking for a job that that energy, people can feel it. So using LinkedIn as a tool, not just to um, share a current project or share that you're quote unquote open for work, because I see a lot of that on LinkedIn, but to share things that you're interested in. So if you're in the professional association and there's a webinar that's really exciting, share that and give a two to three sentence of why that webinar is exciting or a recent report or something similar. So you don't just have to use it to say, hey, I'm looking for work. You can also use it as a tool to say, this is the type of work that I'm interested in. And instead of just saying, this is what I'm interested in, actually going the next step and saying why. I like that too, when you're talking about the best time to find a job is when you have a job. I've heard that many times and it makes me think about uh, the same thing, right? If you're looking for a relationship or really anything that you're focusing on, like if you're looking for that thing, um, you're going to just sort of magnify it. So if you're really stressed out because you're really needing to find a job, that's often when it is challenging when you get that that stress and that anxiety and that fear. And then like you're saying, when you go in for the interview, it's you know, everybody can feel that energy, right? Right, absolutely. And that's something that people have to be aware of. Even when you're worried about the impact of the upcoming recession or not recession, um, if you're constantly worried about that, people are going to feel that in your meetings. They're going to see that in the work that you produce because your mind is split, your energy is split. So just keeping those things in mind that anytime you have that extra level of stress, Find a way to center yourself, to tap into whatever mindfulness tools that are helpful so that you can be present in the moment and do your best work. Mm, I like that. Do you have any good mindfulness tools that, that you use that you could share with us? I have so many. Um, <laughs> let me see. I'll give you a top few. You know this because we've talked about this, but I get massages once a week to help me ground and recenter. Um I'm in Manhattan most of the time um, or in Brooklyn. So I like just hopping on the ferry and going around the city, like being on the water helps me to like clear my head. But there are some technical um, apps that I use too. So I like the Insight Timer app. There's so many meditations or guided lessons that I audio that I like. Um, So that's Insight Timer. But then the Peloton meditation section, I really like Chelsea Jackson Roberts and Aditi. Those are my go-to for a guided meditation. And then on top of that, just going back to something that a lot of people can do is take a walk. So I walk between five to 10 miles a day. And especially when I'm stressed, it just helps me to clear my head and come back to center. So those are a couple of mindfulness tools that I use. I'll give you one more because my friend Jack, who's the founder of AIM Mentoring, a couple months back, he was in New York and he's like, you got to start drawing more. You got to get out of your head as a way to um, decompress and be more mindful is tap into the side of you that's an artist. So he bought me this giant notebook and gave me these amazing color pencils. I had no idea there were like Cadillac style (laughs) color pencils. And whenever I'm on the train or a plane or just winding down at night or in the morning, I pull out that notebook and I just start to sketch and just to see the evolution of my own art as someone who didn't really think I was an artist has really been a tool in helping me be more mindful. That's really interesting. Um, I'm not even good at drawing a stick figure, (laughs) but I could see how just like doing something like that, particularly if you're stressed right now about your, your job, it just, it gets you out of your frame of thinking. It's like it interrupts that, that thought. And so even if you can have a few of these moments every day, I know it really does help lower the level of anxiety. Again, if you could just give yourself a break for a few minutes, it's it's not going to cure everything. But, 
you know, something like that is a great idea, even if you don't think you're an artist or you can't draw. Um, it's just a different activity, right? And I think it probably brings out like a different level of creativity and maybe even focus in you. Absolutely. And what it does is it gives your brain a chance to take a, like you said, take a break and rest so you can reset. When I'm doing a new project and I have all of these things swirling around me about budgets and timelines and what's going to happen with the economy, if I feel those thoughts swirling around, I know I am not doing my my best work because I'm not focused on whatever is in, in front of me on the screen or the people that I'm in a meeting with. So going back to self-awareness we mentioned earlier is just start to notice before you even start activating a mindfulness tool is start to notice when you feel that anxiety, what does your body feel like? Where, what are you focused on? And then after that awareness, you can decide which tool you would like. Mm, that's such great advice. So if we, if we harness some of our mindfulness tools and maybe lower this level of anxiety that so many are feeling, I know that there's probably somebody listening right now that is uh, really questioning, you know, is now a good time to to change jobs or should I just stay put and kind of write out whatever we might go through the next couple of months? Like, what are you sharing with, with clients about, you know, what to do during this time? Such a deeply personal question and everybody's talking money. So it comes down to when I'm talking to folks about these decisions and what they should do, I'm saying, Hey, you need to have a really candid conversation with your financial advisor or um, look at your finances and really decide, you know, where you have that stability. And it really depends on how much cushion you have really as to what type of risk you're going to take. Now, companies are still hiring, let's be honest, even though it's slowing down a bit, what I have heard from most of the organizations who are even slowing down on hiring, they are still hiring the best talent, which goes to, are you the the best and the brightest? And that doesn't mean you're perfect. What that means is you're a person who is passionate about your work. You're a person who um, sees the challenges ahead and can tap into resilience. By the way, there is a LinkedIn report about a year ago that said the number one in-demand skill uh, was resilience in organizations. And this was a global survey that LinkedIn did of executives. So when I say, are you the best and the brightest? I'm not saying you need to be a perfect individual. What I'm saying is that you have to be committed to your work, passionate about your work and be able to be flexible because things change. And we know that for sure, living through the pandemic the last few years. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. 
That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide DeleteMe with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have DeleteMe. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. DeleteMe is not just a one-time service. DeleteMe is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. So how would you demonstrate resilience? How, how would you, if you were in an interview or um, in a negotiation, like how would you, you know, speak about having that as, as one of your highlights. Yeah. So you talk about how you dealt with challenges. Everybody has a story of what happened in March, 2020, right? Um, I'll tell you Shauna and everyone listening to the podcast in March, 2020, a lot of my business canceled within 24 hours when things started shutting down. And I had a moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to be good. And then I had a moment like, Oh, crap. And then I had a moment where I wasn't even opening the emails um, because I knew at that point what was going on. And I spent the next month on my sofa eating potato chips, peach cobbler and ice cream. I did not even eat potato chips before the pandemic. Now there's always a bag nearby. But um, what happened is after a month of going through that spiral I bounced out of that and I said, you know what? This is here. Um, We don't know a lot about what's about to happen health-wise globally, but if I'm going to be stuck at home, I'm going to figure out what to do. And as a result of that, I started brewing kombucha. I also released, created and released my negotiation workbook. So that's a story of resilience. I'm talking about this thing was unexpected. I didn't want it, but this is how I was able to move through it. Everyone has a story of what happened in March 2020. So if you're in an interview and you're telling that story of resilience, um, just be truthful, be honest, tell a condensed version of your story, right? In a negotiation, though, 
Um, you mentioned how would you tell the story of resilience? It might not even be necessary in a negotiation to tell a story of resilience. It might be more appropriate to tell how you were resilient in a negotiation. So it, um, I would say just tell your, your story in an interview and be truthful and just be condensed with it because everybody's attention spans are, you know, a little bit zapped because we're online all the time. Okay, that is great advice, but um, from one snacker to the next, I have to ask, okay, do you have a favorite potato chip brand? I am not getting sponsorship dollars for this, <laughs> but I'll go ahead and tell you it's the ranch flavor of the kettle uh, chips, kettle brand. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I I have been known to take out a bag of the uh, salt and pepper kettle chips. Yes. Um, so I... I have a serious snacking, <laughs> we won't call it problem, but I love a good like mid-afternoon snack to the point where I have to, I have to use some mindfulness at that, this point to be like, okay, all right, we're not, we're not snacking. Like, can we do anything else other than snacking? <laughs> yeah, I started getting um, green juices once a day. So instead of doing the afternoon potato chips, I'm like, I'll do... A green juice, but let me keep it real. I'll also have a donut and a green juice at the same time because I believe in balance. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it, and I think that's like a great theme for this episode about you know how do you how do you survive a recession with your career? It is all about balance, absolutely. Um, and and one of the things that I know you are just a ninja. You're just a pro at helping people learn how to effectively negotiate. So, you know, seeing as the time we're in right now, and I know that so many people listening are so nervous about negotiating. And I know um, it, it's a hard thing. It's it's a scary thing. And, and, and particularly if you're being offered a job, a lot of times people think, well, if I negotiate, that means they'll take the job away. So, you know, what, what sort of tips would you give us in this time right now? Do we, do we negotiate? Absolutely. Do we we take a cut? What do we do? We absolutely negotiate. When you receive a job offer, it's very rare that the first offer is the best offer. So keep that in mind that companies are expecting you to negotiate. Now you want to negotiate with a foundation of fact. Um, And what I mean by that is do your research, understand what's the market rate. Many companies are beginning to share the salary range on the job description. And so do your research. Don't go into a negotiation blind, but you should definitely make sure that you're getting the best deal. I recommend that you use the latte negotiation method to prepare for your negotiation Um, I talk a lot about it in my book, Don't Leave Money on the Table, but grab a pen, hit pause for a second, because I want you to write latte down so that you can use this when you go into a negotiation, especially during a a potential recession. One, look at the details. Two, anticipate challenges, but don't just anticipate what challenges will come up in the negotiation. Also think of your response. And the reason why I say this is because Some people will leave a negotiation and they'll say, "Mm, you know what? When they said this, I should have said this. And if you start anticipating up front what that is, then you can be prepared to say, oh, okay, let me say this and that. So anticipate any challenge that can come up, such as why are you leaving your job? Oh, you've only been at your current company for nine or 10 months. Why are you looking to leave? Or even if you were someone who was recently laid off, be able to discuss that in a succinct manner and be able to move on. I would also say um, there's another acronym I'm going to slide in here in the middle of latte. There's a popular interview method of responding to interview questions called STAR. It's where you talk about the situation, task, action, and result, and always come back to the end of an interview question talking about the result of what you did. So when you're going through a negotiation, um, you want to be prepared to have these short stories that you can share. Now, let's hop back into latte. Number one, we talked about look at the details. Number two, anticipate challenges and then think of your response. 
Step number three is think about your walk away point. At what point do you say these are the things that I want and these are my non-negotiables and at what point will you need to walk away? And the reason why this is step number three is because sometimes folks will get into a negotiation and they'll will be so emotionally attached to the idea of getting a job that they ignore red flags, such as, oh, I really do prefer working remote, but this company wants me to come in four to five days a week. Or I actually prefer working in an office and this company is all remote. But if you get attached to potentially earning the money, then you're not thinking clearly and making those decisions. So establish those boundaries up front of what you want to get, whether it's career advancement, financial security, etc. All of those things you want to get clear on up front. Now, step number four is talk it through. For those who are nervous about negotiating, and especially for those who think, if I negotiate or ask for a signing bonus, for instance, will they pull the offer off the table? It's very rare that an offer is pulled if you counter offer. I mean, The only times I have personally seen it happen is when someone has given an ultimatum. And let's be real, nobody likes an ultimatum. (laughs) So um, when you get to talk it through in Latte, if you're nervous, go ahead and create an outline for yourself of what you're going to say. And then role play, whether it be with a coach, a mentor, or a friend, role play what you're going to say and record it. Look at your body language when you're role playing. Look, listen to your tone of voice, your rate of speech, your pitch and your tone and make some edits if necessary so that you are sounding like the most confident version of yourself. And then number five, in latte, evaluate the options. Oftentimes when people get a job offer, they get the verbal offer first and then they sign the paperwork. Well, Sometimes if you're so excited to get to the job, you just breeze through the electronic part without taking enough time to evaluate the offer to actually verify that everything discussed verbally was written. So take your time, read through it again, use a coach, mentor, friend, someone that you trust to help you review that document so that what you're agreeing to in black and white is what you also um, thought you were agreeing to verbally. Sometimes there are clerical errors, no fault of anyone. No one's trying to be mischievous, but you need to catch those things up front. Mm, Okay. Wow. That's great advice. (laughs) Everybody does need to pause and rewind and go back and listen to that again, because I think that, you know, it's really easy, especially right now with the fear and anxiety is you can go into a job interview and just, you could really, let's just say like kind of mess it up because you can't think straight or you're just so nervous about getting that job that, um, yeah, you don't, you don't have a strategy. So I love what you're talking about is like arm yourself with this strategy. And that is in, in itself one of the best ways to recession proof your career. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you're going through any negotiation, you have to be prepared to toot your own, your own horn and speak to your value and the success that you add. So when we talk about recession proofing, really get clear on what you do well and be able to talk about that in a really proud way and not in an egotistical, like obnoxious way. But if you go into a conversation with your boss next week, it's your one-on-one and you've heard a rumor that the company might have to do some layoffs and you're talking about your project, like, yeah, I did this, but you know, it was no big deal, but I got it done. If there's some cuts, you know, your boss might be thinking, oh, yeah, this person's not really into it. Versus if you walk into a meeting, you're one on one next week and you say, listen, this is some of my best work. I am so passionate about this. Yeah, um, there were some challenges and some roadblocks along the way, but I was able to overcome them through X, Y, Z. And I'm looking forward to the next project or I'm already working on this. I mean, you're setting yourself up when you talk about your value. The second way for your boss to be like, no, I can't lose this person. This person right here, they're adding value. They're passionate. They'll get it done. Versus the first version of how you said it, your boss is like, "Eh, they're kind of floating by. They're just doing the bare minimum. Yeah, I think I, I know that you've talked about this on an episode previously, but 
role playing, right? So even like looking at yourself in the mirror of like facial expressions and and how you, uh, especially I would think now that a lot of us are remote, like how you're emoting yourself, uh, all of that stuff is is like just great prep work to really show your value. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to you have to do the prep work to show your value. That's it, especially if you're uncomfortable with it. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Hey, my name's Otis Gray host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club, Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right. Daily true crime. Every day, Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short-form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So, why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, stay safe. I know we've talked about this on previous episodes. I will link them in the show notes. If somebody's listening, you've not listened to um, previous episodes with Jacqueline. She always gives a lot of amazing tips. But if somebody is new to you, tell us a little bit about the work you do. I know you have two amazing books. Um, Share a little bit more about like how you how you became this amazing career negotiation uh, expert. Yeah, so fascinating story. It was around the time you and I met. I was living in Atlanta working at the Center for Disease Control and Global Health and Immunization. And I was vice president of professional development for all of CDC's young professionals and also had been running a women's professional development group across the city of Atlanta. And so it was during this time I was on the spiritual quest, really asking a a big question for three years, what's my purpose in life? And I learned about this thing called the gender wage gap and naively thought this does not impact me because I have an MBA. 
But there was something in me that was very curious about the gender wage gap. And I began to do more work. And I realized that as a black woman, that I was severely impacted by the gender wage gap, even with an MBA. So that kind of changed the trajectory of my life's work. I began to dedicate my work to empowering women through negotiation to own their value in the workplace, to take agency over their careers. And my mission since then, and still is, is to eliminate the gender leadership and wage gaps. And so um, I really immersed myself in this work. I left the CDC seven years ago and started working at the company that I founded, Zero Gap, full-time and really driving this work to empower women. I work with um, organizations like American Express and Allstate and working to help their employees own their agency, also tap into resilience. So along the way, I've written these books that you mentioned, Navigating the Career Jungle and Don't Leave Money on the Table, which is negotiation strategies. And every day I wake up, And one of the thoughts that I have is how can I take this deeper and further to eliminate the wage gap, to empower individuals to take agency over their life and their careers? And how do I support companies so that they're retaining this talent um, and also empowering them within the organization to take agency? Are you seeing change? Like, are you seeing, um, are you seeing the gap closing? So Interestingly, the pandemic um, showed us a lot of things about society that when we are not focused on gender equity in the workplace, that we take a significant gap back. The World Economic Forum released a report last month that said um, the impacts of the pandemic widened the wage gap and that it would take even longer to close that. On a personal note, because I'm on the ground and I'm working with individuals and companies one-on-one, I have seen companies go in and do a pay audit and bring the women up to parity to the men in the company for the work they've done. And I've seen women negotiate very successfully to earn the market rate. So I have I have this lens of I'm on the ground and I see facts and, and I see case studies where it's actually happening in real life. And I also see the wider picture in the data that says this is a very real problem and we have to keep a focus on it as a society as a whole, because when we don't, it takes us back. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a good point. Uh, I bet you don't miss working at the CDC since uh, March 2020. <laughs> I have so much respect for all of my colleagues who work there. I'm still in touch, still on email chains with them. And I just really thank them for their work because imagine, we've all felt stressed out. Just imagine working in it. Um, and living in it. I just cannot even imagine just so much respect to everyone there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I, I feel like all of us, like human experience, we all kind of need to like look around at each other and just kind of like almost shake our limbs and just be like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. I think I'm okay. Like, I think we made it out like relative relatively okay it's like i just feel like we need this maybe it's like a kumbaya moment or or something because we've all just been through a lot and so i think to roll from the pandemic into now a potential recession who knows how it's going to shake out and fears about your job i mean it's just a lot so i love that you're giving people permission to to take a pause and to really think about uh, their their mental health as well as you know the paycheck that's coming in. So, kind of as we wrap up here, you know, I'm wondering, in your opinion, from what you're seeing, do you think we're headed into a recession, um, and that's really going to shake things up in the career world, or you know, is there a, a glimmer of hope? I'm a person who is optimistic by nature, so I will always see a glimmer of hope no matter what. I'm not an economist, so I'll leave the predictions of what the recession will do to those people who are much, um, much more well versed in that area. What I will say to anyone in your career, if you are nervous, is that set yourself up to be in the best position to market yourself as a candidate. So go ahead and update your resume. 
update your LinkedIn profile. If you're a procrastinator and, and you've been meaning to do it for the last six months, you might want to invest in support to get someone to help you with that or find a free resource that you can use to help you with those updates. But if you're going to update your resume yourself or someone else is going to help you do it, you have to be clear on what you're good at and the value that you add to an organization. So start working on that today, whether you're pulling out a note on your phone or you're getting a notebook and starting to jot that down. Write those things down. Get really crystal clear at what value you can add to an organization. And then from there, up the, the appropriate documents so that you can, if you need to, you can start um, exercising that. And don't forget what I said about LinkedIn. Start sharing things that you're interested about now. The best time to look for a job is when you don't need to look for a job. Well, Jacqueline, you are a gem. I know that you have probably helped a lot of people listening to just take a chill moment and know that it's going to be okay. And you armed us with so many resources. So I would love for you to tell everyone listening if they want to work with you, if they want to read your books, where can they find you? Yeah. So if you want to work with me, you can go to zerogap.co or JacquelineTwilly.com. I'm Jacqueline Twilly everywhere on the internet. Uh, LinkedIn is my favorite place to hang out and the books are available wherever books are sold. Have you ever heard of fight or flight tendencies when it comes to trauma? Well, there's another part of fight to flight and it's called freeze. This is where I go when I get nervous and anxious. And maybe you're feeling the same thing right now with your career, just kind of frozen, like you you just don't know what to do. So if you've never read one of Jacqueline's books or you haven't listened to previous episodes that she's been on the show, I highly suggest you go do that now because her advice is amazing. She is helping so many people just smash career negotiations, and really stand out in the career. But I think from this episode, her advice of doing what you can to show how you're being resilient is just golden advice. I would have never thought about that. So hopefully you picked up a few tips that can just help you sail through whatever the next few months or year will bring with some ease. And here's to having the best career success ever. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me the highest favor right now. Share it with a few friends or family members. This is how we continue to help grow this show, just kind of organically grassroots. So I really appreciate it. And if you could go to whatever podcast player you're listening to right now and leave an honest review for the show, that would be awesome. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. (music) 